Hi everyone, welcome to episode 4 of Riotcast. I actually have a guest today. Say hi Justin. Hello everybody. And you just had your first kickboxing match. Sure did. Were you nervous at all? Um, I was nervous like leading up to it, like the like while we were training for it and everything. But then like day of and like closer we got to it, I wasn't really nervous, just excited. Okay, yeah, I could, I could, I could actually tell that a lot because um, I used to have really bad anxiety, but I feel like having you training with because you know such a small gym yeah we're like the only people that are our size so like being able to train with someone my size and just all the work we were able to put in this time instead of like other times where the gym's just like yeah show up to these classes and kickbox for your boxing match right yeah that's that's what we were saying earlier today is like us training together i think helped a lot because like we push Mm -hmm. each other like you're saying like we're pretty close to the same size so it's nice being able to train with somebody close to you yeah exactly i i felt that uh this time I was actually excited for the fight. I was nervous a little bit, but, like, the lady who took my blood pressure said I was calm for someone who wasn't fighting. See, mine was the opposite. She told me that I had high blood pressure. Really? Which I kind of, I mean... It's your first fight ever, though, right? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I was kind of expecting that, just because, like, I could feel my heart racing anyways, but... Yeah. yeah I was you expected. Did, oh, you, so you got a first round, uh, was it... They threw in the towel, so it's a TKO? I consider it a TKO, but what happened was... Um, so I knocked him down... And with like 10 seconds left, and he got back up, and I saw I was watching. First round. Him. Yeah, first round. And I was watching him, and he like, he wasn't, the ref was asking him if he wanted to like continue fighting or whatnot, and like he didn't say like yes or no. He was kind of like making a weird face, like you could tell he like wasn't all the way there still. And the ref was like, keep going. And uh, so we fought for like 10 more seconds, nothing really happened at the end of it, and then uh, they threw in the towel. Okay, yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Because at one point, the ref was really bad. I want to point that out. Because my opponent oh, yeah, he was had spit good. out his mouth guard. My opponent <laughs> said, I need my mouth guard. The ref starts the fight, and I had to be like, yo, he needs his mouth guard. Yeah, I before saw Before you get the mouth guard. And this ref wouldn't stop shit. You could, like, kill a poodle in there, and he'd let the fight keep going. Yeah, dude, that ref was... That ref was so, boring. yeah, at one point in your fight, like, early on, like, he landed, like, a front kick, and everyone was like, okay, this guy's pretty good. And then you, like, blasted him, and he was on the ground, like, on the ropes, like, basically toppled over and it looked like the ref any logical if i were a referee i would have called that fight i think any referee would have called that fight right there and then they continued it Mm -hmm. and and then they threw in the towel for him because they realized he was out of it but yeah yeah no i would have called it like after i knocked him down because like i said he wasn't like it looked like it could have been a clean ko because he like basically fell over the only i felt him go limp yeah yeah yeah. i felt him go limp and then i hit him two more times in the left side and the right side of the head and then he like he was completely on the ground. He like had to use the ropes to get back up and everything. Um, but yeah, I, I would have stopped the fight if I was a ref. But I could have a biased opinion as I, well. I think any ref would have. So that guy um, doesn't have that much refing experience except for the Columbia Falls High School Smokers, and I did one mm. of those. And uh, and that like the I only time that. he stopped the like he I would knock people even in this last fight the guy like kind of got knocked down and he didn't give me he didn't give him a 10-8 count or didn't give me a 10-8 round he didn't give him a 10 count and the last time he ref for me it was the same thing where the opponent like kind of took a knee and then he didn't give him the he 10 didn't count. give him an eight count no he didn't he doesn't give eight counts and I'm not sure why um I'd have to go back and watch the video of the second fight because I was in high school but what did he give him now, he I mean, just fixed his headgear and like sent him back out there. He was like, "Eye of the tiger, buddy." Yeah, you should get. Your and then they wouldn't let our coaches um, corner me. They insisted that his brother corner me. And literally after the first round, his brother was like, "Just do that again," which is your not, opponent's brother. 
Uh, no, no, the referee's brother. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. so there's there like a family thing that they ran, and they didn't promote it well, so they don't do them anymore. But he... Um, I'm surprised that's even legal. Uh, I don't know, because it's like a fundraiser. It was crazy, yeah. They wouldn't let me have my you know professional fighter of a coach corner me. They had to... Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. so they, they were just like, you know what, we're going we're gonna to give you no corner advice. They just told me to do that again, was the quote, but... Terrible refing, but we fought on the Do same card. Again. And I could tell in the back that you were like super ready. Like this is the first time I've felt this way, and I was really surprised to see that for your first fight ever you felt that way. Oh, but, I was pumped, dude. Like, um yeah. I think I've been telling you about it is like um I've never had like that feeling before ever because it was like I was telling you it was like like absolutely zero emotion, like no emotion towards like the fight or him or anything. It was just like that just like fucking savage mindset. It was just like I'm gonna go in there. Do what I do and get out as quick as possible. I agree. So I could tell that you were like super focused and I fought before you and you like karate chopped my back. You were like, go get him. And like, yeah, I was trying to pump you up, dude. I remember. I I was just so calm. Like, I always look at the ring when I walk out. I felt like the crowd was super loud for me this time. Yeah, they were. It was a good crowd for sure. Yeah, like, like louder for us than any other fighters. I think so. Um, but I, I, the way I felt, the way I normally feel is like, uh, you know, when you're on a roller coaster and it's going up, yeah, you know, right before it drops, how you're like, oh fuck, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how it feels for like the week before, and then as soon as I step in there, and then it feels like that until it starts. But this time, like, I was so focused on what I needed to do, it would be like if it's it's like when someone gives you a grocery list and you go in the grocery store and you're like, I got to do this, this, and this, and like, there's a right. little bit of anxiety, maybe, yeah. So, like, maybe more like when your boss is like, do this, this, and this. Because there's that little bit of anxiety because you don't want to fuck it up. But, like... I know what you're saying. But you're not really that nervous because you're like, I can do this. I just got to stay focused and do it. And so I was thinking of, like, everything I had to do and not so much that it was a fight. Yeah, I agree. I also think, like, back to what we were saying, is like, just us training together. And also a big thing that, like, helped me a lot is just the way I was thinking about it. Because, like, I train with you, uh, Marnik Mann, who's making her pro debut... Uh, April 6th. April 6th. I'm trying to get on that card still, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to get on that card. I, think, I, I think that Dan just has isn't, you know how he is sometimes. He doesn't tell you everything immediately. So like, yeah. I think his master plan is to put me on the same card as you again. Really? I think he's waiting until May. It works the first time. Yeah, well, I, time. I think he likes having us on the same card. Because, like, you know, like, we, normally you're just hitting bits in the back and, like, yeah. trying not to shit your pants. But, like, we, you and me were just, like, shadow boxing the whole time. Yeah, I think, yeah, and I trust Dan completely, especially what? after that, like, he proved that, like, I just put, like, all my faith in him and trust him, and yeah, no, I, well, so. I, um, I've been at SBG, oh, I think five years now, and, um, I pretty much only train with him, I train with Pete a little bit, I think Pete's also a great coach, Pete trains me a little bit, um, I mean, pretty much if they're not in my corner, I don't, I don't let them train me, mm-hmm. and, like, it's not because I'm a diva, like, I'll work with anyone, but, like, if, that makes sense, though. But yeah, you know, when you work full time, you gotta like make sure you're with the best yeah. all the time. So like my work schedule, I even I had I uh, is basically based around me being able to train with Dan as much as possible. Right, right. And then if not Dan, it's Pete because you know he's like, in my opinion, the second best striking coach. Probably him and uh, Michael Ransom. I think I was hoping. Oh, that he I was forgot about be Michael Ransom. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't really coach very many classes. He he likes to roll up like halfway through classes and like corner like sparring and stuff yeah but um 
super knowledgeable. And even Dan was saying like yeah. he's just got an eye, like he just sees certain shit. That, and like, yeah, yeah, don't see. Yeah, that's what I feel like with Dan is like he's seeing things that I to, at a level where I don't even know what he's recognizing that I'm not recognizing, mm-hmm. but I can tell that he's doing it, and that's why he's so e- like he can so easily fuck everyone up, including me and me for sure. Yeah, and, and Michael, like he. Um, He's the guy who dropped me with that liver shot. Oh, right. Yeah, dude. I think the third most painful experience of my life, I genuinely thought I broke a rib. Like, I could not stand up and I was trying to. It felt like someone had, like, thrown a flashbang in Call of Duty. Like, you know, when the screen's all white. And yeah. It's like, ee! Like, and you're, yeah, like, we're... trying to stand up. But Dan's like, you need to straighten out. And I'm, like, just trying to stand Bro, up. I can't. Yeah, I was like, I ain't no bitch. I'm, like, trying to stand up and I just can't find my feet. Yeah, we were talking about that right before we started recording this. But, yeah, I got... Uh... Dan dropped me with the liver shot uh, on Tuesday, which is what today's This is going to come out Friday, so we're going to pretend like okay, this so is a this, week ago. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, this was a couple days before we were recording this, and uh, he had me like up against the ropes or whatever, or up against the, the wall. Yeah, we and don't I was have kinda, a ring. Yeah, I was kind of huddled over a little bit, and he just like lightly just threw a knee, but it was just, it was just perfect placement, and it got me, and dude, oh my god, I, like you're saying, I just mm-hmm. dropped like... Could not get back up. And, like, you can feel your liver. Yeah. Like, actually. Like you can you almost can, feel the entire organ. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, you can feel it under your ribs. So and you're like, oh I actually had God. to get an ultrasound at one point. Because before I started fighting, I've had problems with my liver. But um, they thought something was wrong with me. And they were like, have you taken any liver damage in your life? And, like, immediately <laughs> thought back to all the times Dan's just, like, tapped me in the liver. Because, like, sometimes you just get dropped. And you take a knee for, like, maybe two minutes. And you're good. Sometimes not it's like, even. Sometimes you get tapped, and it's like you can keep fighting through it. Yep. And sometimes you get dropped, and it takes like two seconds, and you're back on your feet. But like sometimes you get hit, and you're just done, done. Well, if you think about it, dude, if you get hit like that, and it gets. Sorry, you were saying if you think about it. Um. So if you think about it, and like you get dropped with something, or like you just get like a really hard body shot, like 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 a liver shot, for instance, like you take that, and that shit hurts, and like you can feel it. So like, there's got to be some damage going on to that organ and then when you just keep going like immediately after that that can't be good for the organ just it, it can't be repeatedly getting hit well and i don't drink much or anything and like that was like the main thing they were asking me like do you drink and mm-hmm. i'm like no i've just been hitting the liver no, I just a, get lot. Kicked a lot <laughs> um and then uh the other day dude um it's so easy to drop someone to the liver when you're not trying to do it i feel like when you're trying to do it it becomes harder because mm-hmm. like travis would tell me before our rounds in the lead up to our fight you know a couple weeks out he was like, drop him to the liver. And I was like, well, shit, okay. Like, you I'll know. try. Yeah, yeah. And like, I, I was successful with a few people and who I'm not going to name. But uh-huh. like, with you, I was like really trying because, you know, we're about the same skill yeah. level, same size. So like, I mean, I was like, you you know what I mean. Like, Are you I, talking about that? Uh, when I like that landed like seven in, body shots. Yeah, dude. That one round in particular, the... I think it was like comp team practice. Or yeah, yeah. And you were just fucking going at it. Yeah, cool. Because he was telling me he's like, I want you to drop him, him, and him with liver shots yep. this morning. And I was like, You mean it? And he was like, Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna be pissed if you don't. And so like, I was he told like, you to drop me with the liver shot. He told me, me to drop you and a couple other people oh, whose names I'll keep up. He told me to drop a lady with a liver shot, but um, I, d- I didn't. I uh, I went super light with the lady, but um, with you guys, yeah. Nah, I, you know I can take it. Patrick like walked away. <laughs> And um, mm, uh-huh. I, I just name dropped. All right. Well, so much for that. Um, he he didn't get dropped, though. He just like had to take a second. He like grabbed his liver and turned his back. He's like, need a second. And, yeah. Like, um, 
the other people, I, I mean, I was pretty successful with, but with you, I was like really trying to drop you just because that skill level is very similar. Yeah. And, and, and I feel like you, we were talking about that where like you and me would rather die than lose rounds to each other, yep. but like we don't <laughs> go too hard on each other because we're right. not Ex- Well, idiots. especially the head, like, oh, well, and you and I are both, like you said, we're not idiots. Like we're smart about our training and like we know what power to give and mm-hmm. And just like how to train. Yeah, we respect each other. Yeah. And, and, but like because we respect each other, we, you know, can train harder with each other than we can with other people. And we know like that round in particular, like we know that we can fucking just rip each other in the body and like we're going to be fine, but we're not going to try to like KO each other. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Which is really, um, helpful, I think, to have in training partners. The interesting thing about liver shots is like I've, I've been like throwing like maybe 10% power and I've dropped more people than when I'm trying to. Like when I try to drop people liver shots, the more I want it, the less it happens. That's the thing. And like uh, when Dan dropped me the other day with one, it's he was saying like he like it was not hard at all. Like he wasn't trying to blast me at all. It was just it's just that perfect placement. It's just like one of those things. It's like um, it just happens, you know. Yeah, not this morning, but last week I was uh, so because I had that boxing match. Um, normally I have a very kick heavy style that's pretty similar to yours. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of the boxing match, you know, I kind of phased out kicks. And so I'm like trying to bring them back into my game, you know, and it, it's... That would be kind, difficult. It's kind of hard to bring them back in. And I, I, he told me I needed to throw more of my front-legged round kicks because I throw a lot of those. I don't switch. I just throw them to the head and yeah. to the body and to the leg just because yep. it freaks people out because it comes up so fast. Right. So it's not powerful, but it's so fast. And I threw one like I was warming up because this person, you know, as far as striking goes, you know, I, I don't need to be tagging super fast or super yeah. hard and they just happened to bonk their liver just right <laughs> they, had to, they, had to, they like took a knee for a couple of seconds and i was like man like i feel like the less i try the more i succeed in hitting people in the liver yeah that's that's uh i agree with that i think that's just the same for um like really anything it's like if you're trying to land something too much or like just focusing on it too much or like looking for that ko like mm-hmm. you're not going to get it you just have to you just have to do what you do, keep calm, and just like let it come organically. It's like when you let someone piss you off and you start like headhunting. All of a sudden, your hands exactly. come down, yeah. and you're trying to throw with power, and you're yep. taking power off, and they're just it makes it so much easier for them to tag you. Yeah, exactly. You just gotta you just gotta let it happen naturally. Although this morning, dude, in that wrestling drill, I, I the only reason I was able to stand up because I had bruised my knee and shit, like, was because I got pissed. I was like, okay, I'm standing up regardless if he slams me right back down. Like, I'm standing up. I think wrestling's a little different though because it's such like. Um, I almost just feel like, like a, it helps to be angry in wrestling. I yeah, because it's just like such a grind and such like a mentality of just go go go. But just with like striking, you want to be like, I mean, you got to feel like you're about to order an espresso instead of you, you know, got to be very calm and calculated about what you do. Yeah, because there's a lot of movement and like finer things, like not twisting your foot when you take an angle and twisting. It's the difference between winning and losing. Yeah. So what we're we talking about the body shots and like just your, I want to get your opinion on this. Um, we were talking about uh, leg kicks when we were wa- just watching that uh, Derek Lewis and JDS fight. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, that was tonight, but this episode is going to come out next week. Right. Yeah, whatever. Um, but so do you feel that our bodies are more conditioned? Well, of course our bodies are more conditioned, get hit and whatnot. But, like I feel like I can take like kicks and like body shots. Like that round that we were talking about when you were like trying to rip me to the body. Like you still feel it, but like our bodies are so much more conditioned than like the average person like take blows like that. I, so I agree that we're more conditioned than a lot of people. Like obviously not to the level of like a professional fighter. Yeah. But like yeah. I, I mean in the lead up to our fight, I again I'm not even trying. I'm not trying to brag because like most of the time it was an accident and I felt horrible about it. But I probably dropped five people in the lead up to the fight with liver shots and stuff. 
Um, you could also say that though is like you're in a different mindset. Like when you're training for a fight, yeah, you can probably agree that with week this. before the fight, everything changes. I think it's like, like it's just a different mindset. Sparring before that feels just like sparring every week, and then mm-hmm. like for whatever reason, the week of that last sparring session you have, or the last like three sparring sessions you have, like I feel like. They need you, to be good. You laser they in, and it's good. like I'm no longer sparring. I'm like I'm gonna keep it light, but I'm thinking like I'm fighting you right, right. now. Right. Well, you and have to. You have to train how you're gonna fight well, like, at some point. I dropped that one guy, and you had to like jump in. And I felt horrible. I was like yeah. trying to apologize <laughs> to him. You're like, no, we got to keep working, bro. And they was supposed to be a restaurant. That might be a little different though, because he's kind of a. Yeah. He he. Um, this guy like said he had some injury that was pre-existing that definitely was not pre-existing because i, I tagged could call him bullshit on it but might have been real might you not know it, it definitely wasn't real because i tagged him once good to the body once good to the head and all of a sudden he didn't want to because he what he does is he, he he likes to throw too hard on people but we're not going to focus on him we're gonna mm-hmm. but as far as us <laughs> being conditioned like i feel like you specifically take body shots better than 90 percent of people i've met because when i come at people with that much ferocity like yeah. usually I can sit him down because, again, Travis will be like, put him down this round, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, it might just be me, but, um, yeah, I've, I've just been noticing that with myself lately is, like, I can take body shots pretty well. I feel like I have bruises all over my body lately. Always. Always. Dude. Always. Like, we were talking about, like, my shins are constantly bruised up. Yeah, I've got always. a giant one I've been feeling this whole podcast yep. just because it hurts so <laughs> bad. Um one thing though, I feel like before you joined SBG, because you've been kickboxing for a long time, but before you joined mm. SBG, dude, it was light everywhere. But lately, they're like, you can go hard to the body. So if someone's being a dick and they're tagging a little too hard to the head, I'm so good at setting up those body shots because mm-hmm. I've had to do so many straight boxing matches that like I'll sit their ass down and practice. But that's what we were talking about earlier. Is like we're not big. Like we don't. You and I don't head hunt at all. And like we usually keep like relatively calm. Like even if somebody is trying to like take our heads off and but. I'm big on that too is like if somebody's coming at me and like just trying to be a dick or like you can tell that they're like really angry and they're just like head hunting towards you just freaking rip them to the body and just like let them know like if you want to fucking play that way like we're gonna do it we'll go be, at but it. we're gonna be fair exactly yeah. um and our gym's not really known for striking but there are you know you me and like probably three or I four think other we're people starting to get known for striking after us because of the boxing and kickboxing yeah but like i mean like the the main thing we shine with because there's like five really good strikers at mm-hmm. our gym because again it's a small town yeah the main thing we're known for is like the jujitsu like and while you and me aren't great jujitsu players mm-hmm. like our we have definitely the best we have, ju- we have the best jujitsu players in the state yeah and that's that's proven like Some we have high level black belts. coaches that go to worlds and stuff and yep so i feel like we were known for that but our wrestling sucked ass until they started bringing in kevin again and he has been like changing it up and i love it and one thing dan's been like pounding into us is uh that we're not strikers we're mma fighters which means that if there's a takedown we need to take it unless unless yeah. someone's a better grappler you know like if if they're going to throw, like, a triangle the second you get them down, like, don't take like that take Like Brian Ortega flying yeah, yeah. triangle shit. Yeah. But if they're not going to do that, we're MMA fighters. So if, if there's a takedown and it's going to help us win the fight, we're taking it. We're not going to keep it standing because we feel like we're strikers. And we're not right. going to just shoot takedowns 20 times in a row because we feel like we're Khabib. But we're going to, you know, if we're winning the stand-up and there's an opportunity for some stand-up opportunities, we're supposed to take those. And if there's grappling opportunities where we can control the fight there we're supposed to take those we we're not one thing we're mma fighters right like and especially with kevin coming in like he's just training us just to be 
just very well-rounded fighters. And obviously, he's biased towards the wrestling, but like his t- his takedown breakdowns, especially this morning where it's, when it's a smaller class, I feel like changed my wrestling game entirely. Oh yeah, even the past couple of weeks helped. Yeah, I feel like with where we're at in our fight game, you know, because we're super young still, we're mm-hmm. still amateur fighters. I feel like with a great wrestling coach like that, and then with Dan for you know where he's great at jujitsu and he's great at striking, like. I feel like bringing in the great wrestling coach can like change our game in a matter of days. Cause like I've noticed you've gone from super movement oriented kick, like primarily kicks, but you've got hands too. Yeah. To like, you're like, okay, I'm gonna kick you. I'm gonna punch you three times. I'm gonna shoot like the gnarliest double leg ever. Mm-hmm. And and like people who are great wrestlers in our gym. I mean, you, we played King of the Hill or King of the Mat. King where, of the Mat. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. You, I like that. Shit. You took down arguably the be, be, two best wrestlers in our gym, you know, outside of coaches, mm-hmm. in a row, and that was amazing. I took down one of them, and then I took down like two other people. I was like just amazed with my success. I was like, "This is happening. This is awesome." And then you came out like the first time I got you down, and like something changed. Like halfway through that game, you were just like, "Yeah, fuck it. I'm taking everyone down." Well, dude, I told you like you uh, were ragdolling bitches. I freaking I went out there. I don't remember who I got, but somebody, and then I got taken down, and then you were out there, and you, like, had taken down two people, and I came out. And yeah, I, that's when it changed. Soon, as soon as you touched me, I could, like, when I felt you, I felt, I was like, oh, shit. I could feel the hatred in your now. body. Yeah, dude, I, I'm glad to hear you say that. I felt exactly the same. I was like... Yeah, it's good, though. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, now, something else I want to dive into, switching gears from fighting. You had your own podcast. Mm-hmm. Do you still do it? No, not right now, but I mean, it is something that I can pick up in the future, but I'm just, right now in life, I'm just way too busy. And what what is your podcast called? Cause uh, it's called The Million Theory. All 30 of my listeners are going to jump over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, go check it out. I still, I still have a couple episodes out there. Uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, go check it out. It's pretty pretty entertaining, I think. And what'd you talk about on there? Um, pretty much a lot of stuff, episodes. really. I wanted to do it uh, primarily on just like, MMA, like I think you're trying to go, but yeah, it ended up just being just me talking about like anything that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm trying to do with this. Is like my first couple episodes, I was just covering MMA stuff, and I was like, I don't want to be that guy. I want to be able to talk about like whatever I want to talk about. There's too many just straight up MMA podcasts, and it's hard because I don't want to be a journalist. Yeah, right, and yeah, and you pretty much have to be a journalist because it's so MMA. Like the game moves so fast. Like you, like there's a big card one weekend, and then. A couple weeks later, there's another huge card, or the next week, or there's like a fight night or something. Everybody's attention gets directed towards that, so you have to be covering that, yeah. know everything about that, and it just it moves so quickly. The game but, and I love I love covering the UFC and stuff. Yeah. I always cover that, but like I don't want to be like one of those guys that's like on bloody elbow every morning, like writing shit. Yeah. Down. Yeah. I want to be able to tell like fart jokes and then some Ariel Hawani type crap. move into yeah. I don't ever want to be that. Like I want to be able to have people on here. He's that a man though. Talk about skiing. Oh yeah, yeah. But. Um, so your podcast was just about all of that. So my, I, I know a lot of podcasts talk about like every sport, but I don't care about any other sports. That's I'm the same way, man. It's I like, like boxing, but it's re- it's kind of hard to follow. Like with MMA, I feel like there could be a guy who just made his debut in the UFC, and he could be like three and zero, and you know his backstory and his name and all about him before he fights. Mm-hmm. Whereas in boxing, unless they're like twenty and zero with twenty KOs, you don't even know what their first and last name is. Well, it's so common, especially with amateur boxing, like before they get to the pros, to have like like a freaking seventy nine and zero record. Like you have, like when you're an amateur boxer trying to go pro, like you have to have like great records like that. So it's really hard to like differentiate between who's going to be. 
the next big guy, like you're saying in MMA, like you can tell who's gonna like come to the top. Like Israel Adesanya, like you could tell. I was watched some of his kickboxing matches, and you can tell he's just different. And then when he comes to the UFC, you can tell he's already fighting for a belt now. Yeah. But in boxing, it's a lot more. It's yeah, a lot no, more and difficult. I've actually I've talked to Dan about this because he always tells me that he thinks I'm a better kickboxer than a boxer. But like when I first started, I just wanted to box. But the issue is, is like I started when I was I had just turned 16. But, like, if you haven't been boxing since you were four, there's not a whole lot of opportunity for you because as soon as that O goes, people don't love you. Whereas in mm-hmm. MMA, you could be Artem Labov and people are still tuning in to see you fight. You know, Go he, Artem. He has a losing record, but, like, people still love him. And, like, and in boxing, <laughs> if you even have one loss, people kind of lose interest unless you're Canelo. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And that's true. we talked about that. There's more opportunity in MMA. And, like, if you're a kickboxer... You almost need to learn how to grapple so you can do MMA because just kickboxing has, like, no money in it. Yep. And, again, you've got 100%. people that are, like, kickboxing since they were four, you know? Yep. Um. Yeah, so, like, the importance of, like, having the well-rounded game. And I think with uh, with Kevin being there, like, even the past two weeks, like, I feel like my wrestling has improved a lot, it, at least my shots. Yeah, no, for sure. You've been shooting better shots than most people, and I, I, I feel like certain people are naturally gifted in certain areas, and like mm. I feel like naturally I'm not an athlete. I've had to work very hard to be where I'm at, but like sometimes like with you, you know, just two weeks of wrestling, you're taking better shots than some of our best wrestlers. That's the thing that I've always been like, um, I guess, like grateful for and blessed with is that I've just always been like a natural athlete, but I've been playing sports since I was freaking four. I started playing soccer and kickboxing when i was four years old so yeah so exactly so, like naturally athlete. you're athletic and like with me you know i've had to work very hard and like i have to eat right to stay in shape mm-hmm. and like i feel like even if your technique's not as sound as cause some of those people have been wrestling since you know high school mm-hmm. and they're in their 30s now i feel like your shot recognition is better than a lot of people's i feel like you can kind of see where that shot is whereas i'm like kind of taking takedowns and hoping sometimes and sometimes i see it Whereas it, I feel like your wrestling's becoming more like your kickboxing, where like you know we aim and fire, we don't pray and just right. start throwing haymakers. Right. Dan was saying something um, the other day when we were sparring. Um, he was talking about Kevin. He was like, "Yeah, we will never have um, like be able to wrestle like he does and have like that explosiveness, is because he's been wrestling since however young he was and like Dude, with a lot of people." He came out the womb and tackled his mom. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> and, and then like, shaved his head. I, I I agree with that to an extent, but like I also I agree with that to an extent, but I don't really like completely subscribe to that and like accept the fact that like I don't see why if I trained wrestling, if I made wrestling my priority, why I I would not be able to be as good as one so, of the top wrestlers. Like I one hundred percent believe I could be. Logically, I get what he's saying, and he's probably right. But I think mentally, if you think like that, you're limiting your game extremely. Because then when you're doing wrestling practice, instead of being like oh my god, I could be like this guy one day. You're being mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll never be like him, so why am I paying it? You know what I mean? Well, it's mentality like, is everything. It's glass half empty, glass half full, yeah. you know? It, it's like if you believe you can't do something, you're never going to do it. But if you believe that you can do something... Sorry, um, sorry, guys. There's, somebody's uh, getting arrested over Yeah, we're, we're doing this from an apartment, and we can see someone getting arrested over, like, across the way. So yeah. that distracted us for a second. Anyways, but yeah, it's like if you... If you believe that, if you truly believe you can do something, you at least have a shot at it. But like, but if you just like accept that you're not gonna ever be there, you've already there's no way in hell you're ever gonna get there. And I assume most of, if not all of, my listeners train at least. And like, Probably. so 
go into your next sparring round against the guy you like and maybe you don't recognize that you're doing this but that one guy that always beats you I bet deep down you're like, oh, man, he always beats me. He's about to whoop my ass. You know, like I'm just going to play defensive and not let him beat me up as bad as he usually does. If you go into that and you genuinely like think in your head before it, like I'm going to fuck him up this round, you will do better. Like mm-hmm. every time it's happened to me, like I mean, sometimes you get in a groove with someone. You're like, oh, they're going to fuck me up. But if you think about it, like they're human, I'm human. I'm going to put my fucking fist bones on their face bones. Like, Yeah, and it it's helps. like... Dan's the only exception for me is like no matter what I go into thinking like he's gonna beat me, but yeah, yeah with he, like, he always beats me. But like if I go body shot heavy, I can do better than I can, you know. Yeah, if you I, can do yeah. better. But like with um, I'll use Gage as an example. Like he pretty much beats me every round, but like I still, for some reason, yeah. have that feeling. It's like I could freaking win this round against him. This yeah, time. That, and that's what I mean. Is and eventually not, I will win. Gage a round is a pri- him. Gage is a guy in our gym that like beats up pro fighters, and he's only been training like two years longer than me. So like six or seven years mm-hmm. um gage is a freaking i guess he animal. trained when he was a kid too but yeah point is he's a specimen but like if i go in thinking i'm gonna beat him i'll probably still lose but like if i go in thinking i'm gonna lose he'll decimate me whereas if i think i'm like i thought there's a chance i'm gonna win this shit you know i start putting mm-hmm. hands on face you know instead of just getting my ass whooped for five i've definitely minutes. had some close rounds with him and yeah i would rather lose of that mindset well and i've won rounds off him before but it's not it's few and far between but the point is is like your if your options are get you barely lose or get your ass whooped i mean wouldn't you rather barely lose of course yeah 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 so um I think mentality is part of it. I don't think that, like, I hate it when people are like, oh, you'll never be as good as this person. Like, I've had one of the coaches who I won't name at SBG told me I would never be as good of a striker as one of the striking coaches, and I beat them every round we do nowadays. And, and I don't know if I said something that coach offended them. said that to you? A coach was like, you'll never be as tough as them, and I beat them every single round now. I'm trying to think of what coach that was. I'll do tell I know you, him? I, no, yeah, you know, you know them. I'm not specifying gender. But anyways, that coach saying that to me, you know, like, at the time, like, really hurt my feelings, but later on, I was like, was she fucking crazy? Like, I train harder than this person, even though they're a coach, like, mm-hmm. and, and now I don't think I lose, I don't think I've lost a round to that coach in, like, over a year, and, and like, but when they said it, I was still pretty new, and, like, I remember, like, kind of crushed me, and I wasn't saying that I was ever going to be better than them, I just said, like, you know, I was like, well, if I train hard enough, do you think I could beat this person? They're like, you'll never be as tough as that person. That's a horrible thing for a coach to say to it, It's terrible, and, and I don't train with that coach now, and I am better at jiu It was my jiu-jitsu coach, mm-hmm. and I'm better at jiu-jitsu than I've ever been now. That so, coach also, now I know who you're talking about. Also yeah, I told, I told him in between the, the breaks. Best, not yeah. the best at stand-up themselves oh, oh uh, arguably the worst at stand up on our saturday team but um, yeah yeah not not to disparage them too much but you know it, it it's one of those things where coach should never tell you no one should ever That's tell a you shitty thing to say that to anybody. it would be a shitty thing if i told you you'd never be as good at call of duty as me and like yeah and that's playful but like when it's something that you're trying to do as a profession or even as like a hobby it's just kind of weird to say i would never in the context of that i was like 17 18 years old when i said that and the coach to the athlete relationship, like I wouldn't even say that to anybody on our team or anybody in the gym. Well, and it's it's uh, I mean that person are good now, but like it's not something I would say to anyone at any point in any walk of life. 
Mm-mm. Like if someone's like, I want to get into fighting, I'm like, that's great. And if they were like, do you think I could be as good as you one day? I'd be like, no shit. Like you that's know? such that's such and like you said that that goes with like anything in life. Like that's such um, just like shitty talk to somebody. Like just putting somebody down but, and like like limiting them because of your belief on like. And, and what was weird about it is it wasn't like I was like, oh, I want to be able to fuck up this coach. It was like I was like, do you think I'd be able to be as good as them one day? And they were like, you'll never be as tough as them. Like you'll that's just crushing someone's hope. Like you have to if you don't have hope for something, like, and you I don't get have when. Anything. Now, like, if someone came up to me, they're like, do you think I'll be able to fuck up Justin one day? I'd be like, dude, he's always going to front kick you in the dick. But like, <laughs> but, like, if they came up and they're like, do you think I could get as good as Justin someday? I'd be like, absolutely. Yeah, like, definitely. We're still getting Everybody better. Could. Like, every practice, I feel like I leave a little bit better, even if I get my ass whooped all, every round, you know? It's like I was saying, like, one of my goals is, like, to get as, like, be even with Gage. Like, that's something that's... Um, I just use him for some, just because um, he's a specimen. At one point in boxing, only I used to like. I used to be very competitive. Yeah, but he's just a monster. But, but it's good to have those goals and like people that are better than you and challenge you, and that you have, like I say, goals to like reach. Because eventually you will reach it. Like you will, and it's good. But here's to, the thing: is like I've consistently trained for like five, four or five years now. Uh, it's like right under five, I think. But and and he's been training seven. So like in a year. I'll probably be, or a year or two, I'll be as good as he is right now, or maybe better than he is right now. And he's obviously going to be better than he is right now as well. Mm-hmm. So in a year, you'll probably be at the level he's at now, but he's going to be at a whole nother level. Right. And, that, and that's that just also, how it goes. Yeah, that, you're right. And, but that also has to do with the factor of like, some people can progress a lot quicker in the same amount of time. Like, so say like a month span of time, somebody could get a lot better in one month than another person could get like you know what i'm saying like that's what i was saying about improve. natural athletes so yeah. like for example um some of our teammates that uh you and me both beat now when i first started i couldn't beat them like they'd whoop the shit out of me and then when they were training if they train super consistently the way i stay ahead of them isn't by training the same amount as them because naturally you know like nowadays i'm an athlete but like i had to like develop that so what I had to do was, is when everyone was training three days a week, I was training six mm-hmm. every week. And, and that's, like, that's what I had to do just to not get completely annihilated. That was what I had to do just to lose to them and then eventually, you know, catch up to them and eventually start beating some of them. Mm-hmm. Whereas some of them, you know, are still years ahead. So the only way I'm going to beat them is if I train twice as hard as them every week, you know, and, and it's tough, but like... You gotta, you gotta, you're either a natural athlete or you've gotta just work harder than the natural athletes. Yeah. Yep, you're exactly right. Some people, and some people will work harder, and then other people just like, um, like this one person at our gym who's very, very not mentally strong and just gives up all the time. And like, you can just tell they're not gonna, they're not gonna go anywhere because they don't have that same mindset as like, okay, somebody might be better than me, might be more naturally gifted, but I'm just gonna grind and I'm gonna do more than them. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of the just I'm gonna work harder than you, and that's how I'm gonna beat you. Yep. So I feel like your options are inspiring and fighting. Is like there's two kinds of people, and both of them have competed, and both of them will compete. But some of them, at some point, are gonna have to stop competing. And the people who I've noticed are have had successful careers as professional fighters are like the people that like. You hit them and you hurt them. It doesn't matter if it's on accident or, or on purpose and sparring or in a fight. You know, they get hit and they're like, "Great, now I gotta hurt you twice as bad so I can win this round." Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, someone comes into it and you tag them once, even if it's not hard, they're looking for any reason to get out of that round because they're like, "Oh, this person beats me in rounds, so I'm just gonna like try and 
sucker out of this round. Like, oh, they touched my stomach, so I'm going to pretend like I got liver shotted so I can sit out and then come back yeah. in when I'm rested and fight someone who I usually beat in rounds. Whereas, like, I look around in the morning. I'm like, who's going to fuck me up the worst this morning? <laughs> and then, like, I try to find them. And then I try to find people that, I can, that I'm very competitive with. Like, I want people who can win, beat me in rounds and that I can beat in rounds for some of my rounds. And some of my rounds, I want it to be people that are so much better that they whoop my ass so bad that when I'm driving home from work and, or from training and I'm sore, I'm like, oh, so if I don't do this, maybe they won't, you know, pummel my face in for five yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, you definitely can't, like, bitch out like that. But it is important, I think, that um, you can't be focused on just winning every round of every sparring session. Like, you have to accept that you're going to have shitty days, you're going to have off days, and you need to you need to accept it and just learn yeah. from those, like, those um like poor exchanges you might have or like losing around like it's not a big deal especially in the gym like everybody loses around everybody's gonna lose around everybody's gonna have an off day it's that you can learn from that and recognize it and still have like the confidence in yourself you're still like okay i lost this round but that doesn't mean i'm a shitty fighter yeah it just means you just had an off day and like that's what i think at least that's how helps me i think mm-hmm. when i have a shitty round um and i can recognize it that helps me more than me going out there and just like just annihilating somebody no. that doesn't isn't the same skill level i 100 percent agree with you because that's what helps you push forward when you're fighting people that are better than you mm-hmm. um now sometimes people say like no one wins in sparring someone wins in sparring every time and you know of who course. it is yeah. i hate it when people say that and like mentally both people are scoring the sparring round like yeah. we've walked away from rounds and like i'm like who had that round and you'll tell me immediately or vice versa you know but that's also why we're fighters is cause, yeah, like, because we don't fight to we want to win we fight, we to, fight win. to win yeah. and like so some rounds you know you're like i think i lost that i'm like actually in my head you fucked me up you know mm-hmm. like i'm like mm-hmm. you didn't feel what you hit me with but i did you know yeah and vice versa and so I feel like the the difference though is is the maturity to be like okay I lost that round and I'm you know and and but I'm not going to go and pick out the people that are brand new or the people that I can beat I'm going to continue to fight the people that are going to give me the hardest rounds but I'm also not going to lose my temper because I'm losing the round and start throwing overhands and trying to hurt people Exactly um, cause I've noticed a lot of people do that. So like you have to have the maturity to be like, okay, I'm losing this round, but being a dick and, you know, hitting them way too hard just because they're better than me isn't mm-hmm. going to solve the problem. I just need to give them the toughest round I can and try to figure out what they're doing that I'm not doing. That's making them beat me. Right. And that's, that's something that like, I kind of, um, like I'm proud of myself of is cause I always consider myself just to keep, you've like, never lost your temper gym, with me. Yeah. Is, yeah. And that's what I was going to say is just like, just always try to keep a calm head. Like even if somebody's like, um, like we have that one guy on our team that occasionally will get tired or something. Every like, Saturday with me, man, he sa- like decides yeah. he's like it's time for overhands. And like. it's like you just have to keep your cool, man. I think that's I think that helps as a fighter too, and it's gonna help you like when it's time when it comes time to actually fight. Um, you just have to keep your calm and like you can't get you can't get emotional. Can't get too, exactly, you can't get emotional. Because as soon as he gets it. emotional and starts throwing too hard, you know, even I can keep it light because I'm like, oh, he's just loading up on this overhand trying to hurt me right now, so I'm going to throw a one-two, back the fuck up, throw a head kick, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it makes it super easy to capitalize. So I feel like, I mean, I spar two, three times a week sometimes at every mm-hmm. practice. One person loses their temper, if not on me, on someone else. Yep. And I'm like watching them try to hit this person too hard and immediately like they could be winning that round and thinking they're losing and start losing. I think you just got to be mature, be like if I'm losing this round, I want to give them a tough round, but I want to give them 
around that I'd want them to give me as a good training partner. Right. If they went that hard on you, you'd probably go to sleep. Yeah, and like you hate to see it, but I mean, that's part of the game is like you can tell some people just just cannot keep their cool and just get emotional about it. Like it it's an emotional sport for sure, though. Mm-hmm. All right, so changing gears, do you play Apex? I do play Apex. Do you play Apex? I haven't been playing as much lately, but um, since it came out, I've played quite a bit. I played a bit of it, and I think if it came out before, like, um, you know, Blackout and all of that on PS4, it would have been even bigger just because we had Fortnite, and then we had H1Z1, and that was it. Yeah. Well, I think it's definitely better than Blackout. I don't even like Blackout, for real. I like honestly. Blackout a lot. Really? It's, like, the only Battle Royale I like. I like PUBG, too, though. Okay. I could see that, but I don't know. I like Fortnite. I like Fortnite the most. I think Fortnite is like a one of a kind game. Like, I see. I'm not super into Fortnite. I actually don't really dude, like it. They need to put Apex on the Switch so I can delete Fortnite. I feel that, but dude, Fortnite is like with as many like flaws as it is. Like, it's such a perfect game. Like, just the way they made it, and like, it's so perfect. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love like they went from making like a game that wasn't gonna sell very well to like just throwing in Battle Royale because of PUBG, and now they're like the biggest game ever. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I I, I think that. I think that Apex is better, but... Apex did get, um, I was telling you the other day, got, uh, what, 15 million people in the first week it came out? Yeah, and then now it's, it's at 50 million already. 50 million? Yeah, That's it's crushing, crazy. like, all of Fortnite's records. That's crazy. Yeah, man, it's fun. It's fun. All right, but anyways, I'm gonna let you get out of here. Thank you for podcasting. Yeah, man, you. it was fun. It was fun. We'll definitely do it again. We'll have you back on in a bit. Okay. Sorry for telling you Michael had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't funny. Ooh, actually, I've got two more questions for okay, you, though. Okay, let's hear them. Do you eat ass? Ooh, ooh. Okay, so I have apparently, but I don't remember doing it. Um, but just one time. Other than that, no. I Wait, don't think. So you don't remember it like you were blackout drunk? Yeah, I was blackout okay. drunk. See, I've, I've been blackout drunk and done questionable things, but I've never tongued booty hole. Do you eat? Really? Never? Do not, I don't eat ass. I won't eat ass. Have you talked to the missus about that? Yeah, yeah, I won't she, eat ass. No. I won't eat ass. No, I'm not about that life, and she doesn't want to tongue my ass either. Oh, no, I would never let I would never let a girl do that to me. I don't want my ass tongued, you know? I don't know. Because one time, like, someone licked my taint, like, while they were, like, you know. Yeah, I don't fuck with that. I don't dude. fuck with that either, dude. <laughs> Makes me feel so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like, ooh, this goes to the old poop shoot. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, no. No, thank um, you. And then, <coughs> what did the farmer say when he couldn't find his tractor? What? Where's my tractor? God damn it. <laughs> All right. Dad jokes. On that, <laughs> I'm going to let you go. Thank you. Yeah, man.